No new local COVID cases were reported on Thursday for the fourth day in a row. This is encouraging in the fight to contain Taoyuan's hospital cluster, though officials say it's too early to draw conclusions. But the big news is officials say they have been able to determine that the cluster was caused by just the one viral strain. Let's hear from the health minister. One issue of concern was whether different infection sources were involved. Previously, patients 812, 838, 839, 852 and 856 were all confirmed to have been infected by the same virus strain. Now we have results for four of the more recent cases, which are 868, 869, 885 and 890. The results for 889 were inconclusive, but with the exception of that case, all the others involved the same strain as the earlier five cases. Although the virus of patient 889 could not be sequenced in its entirety, it did still contain the same two mutations as the other patients. Therefore, officials believe that the cases in the cluster all involve the same strain. This finding is good news as it lowers the chance of there being undetected transmission chains out in the community. As of Thursday, home isolation orders were still going out as part of containment efforts. So far, 3,908 people have been placed in isolation. Officials said that the final total will only be slightly higher and will not reach the 5,000 people previously projected. Taiwan's COVID response has ranked third out of 98 countries in a global study by the Lowy Institute, a leading Australian think tank. The two countries to top Taiwan's response were New Zealand at number one and Vietnam. Last place on the list went to Brazil. The Lowy's COVID performance index assessed each country using the 14-day rolling averages of six metrics. Confirmed cases, deaths, cases per million people, deaths per million people, confirmed cases as a proportion of tests, and tests per 1,000 people. The metrics were from the 36 weeks after each country's 100th confirmed COVID case. Soldiers in hazmat suits appeared on the streets of Taoyuan on Thursday as a disinfection operation got underway amid a COVID outbreak. Chemical warfare troops and the local government are working to sanitize 400 high-traffic public areas in the city, such as bus stops and markets. Staff from Taoyuan's Department of Environmental Protection is here near Neili Railway Station, the train station closest to Taoyuan General Hospital. They disinfect the streets, making sure to reach every nook and cranny. Over in areas near Metrowalk Shopping Center, it's a similar scene. Soldiers from the Armed Forces Chemical Warfare Division are geared up in hazmat suits to sanitize the streets. They've deployed seven disinfecting vehicles to cover every surface with sanitizer. The Environmental Protection Department and the Chemical Warfare Troops are hard at work in Taoyuan. That's because Taiwan's recently detected local COVID cases had been active in several parts of the city. To allay public concerns, a major disinfection operation has been launched, with the goal of disinfecting 400 public spaces by next Tuesday. Of course, the disinfection work puts people at ease, and it's a good thing everyone's wearing face masks. It's non-stop disinfection. The commander of the military disinfection team, Gong Longfeng, says he missed the birth of his child due to the mission. 
I wasn't with my wife when it happened. Of course, I feel guilty about that, but I did have a chance to speak with her. I'm very happy. It's the birth of a new life. Gong's wife went into labor on January 15th while he was on the job. He was finally released from duty to see his newborn on January 23rd. Gong says he hopes Taiwan will be able to continue staying safe as the pandemic rages. The Transport Ministry has announced new virus precautions for Lunar New Year transport. Between February 8th and 16th, Taiwan High Speed Rail will only offer reserved tickets. In that same period, the Taiwan Railways Administration will cap the number of standing tickets on each of its trains. The ministry is also considering a ban on eating and drinking on trains and buses. Exceptions would be made for drinking water, taking medicine, breastfeeding and health emergencies. Further details will be announced once they're finalized. The four-day Taipei Game Show has kicked off at Taipei Nangang Exhibition Center. Organizers have implemented strict COVID measures to minimize infection risk. Capacity has been limited to just 7,000 people at a time. Visitors are required to pass temperature checks, disinfect their hands and register their contact information before entering to see the latest in video games. People stand in line to enter the venue. At the entrance, temperature checks, a spray of disinfectant and real name registration is the order of the day. If you want to step into this booth, you'll need to disinfect your hands once again and put on an admission wristband. This year, Taipei Game Show is going ahead as scheduled, although it's not as bustling as before. There are still long lines this year, but they're nowhere the scale of those in previous years. Last year, there were more stands. You could barely move because of the crowds. Now, it's very empty. We have a single entrance and single exit this time to avoid overcrowding. After each activity ends, we close off the space for disinfection. It seems that crowds are much smaller because there's been a sharp drop in participating companies. I'd say the crowd is smaller by 30 percent. Organizers have implemented strict public health measures. Attendance has also been capped, with only 7,000 people allowed in at any given time, down from 12,000. Vendor stalls have been limited to 500 instead of 900. This year, the whole event will be held online and offline, physically and virtually. Originally, the physical expo was going to be three times bigger than what you see today. The size of the crowds at the venue is definitely smaller than in previous years. We won't be able to calculate the crowd size until after the convention ends. The four-day video game convention has gone ahead despite the pandemic. Organizers have stepped up their public health measures to keep contagion risk to a minimum. TSMC has launched a recruitment drive for its new Arizona facility, which could break ground as early as this year. It's looking to hire 300 fresh grants or young professionals who already have U.S. working visas. It's also recruiting 300 seasoned Taiwan employees who are willing to transfer overseas. Since last year, TSMC has been on a hiring spree to fill its new U.S. facility, which will need some 300 fresh recruits. Besides finding new talent, TSMC is offering veterans double the salary to work in America, plus housing, transport subsidies, and health insurance, although they'll need to sign a four-year contract. That's an enviable opportunity at a time like this. These days, we're calling TSMC the country's sacred mountain, right? If you had the chance to go to America and you came back, you'd have more opportunities to rise up the ranks. So I think this is a good opportunity. But I'm not a TSMC employee. What a shame. If you don't think it's worth the risk, then don't go. Before the pandemic were going through is completely resolved, I probably won't consider going. 
Some say that with COVID raging in the U.S., it's safer to remain in Taiwan. Yet, with TSMC's generous incentives on the table, the overseas post is still the envy of many. This year, TSMC raised workers' base pay by 20 percent, its greatest hike in recent memory. That, along with the world's appetite for auto chips, puts the firm on track to expand over the coming year, experts say. We expect the chip shortage to persist until the end of the second quarter or even the end of the third. Only then will there be a chance of the shortage slowly easing. So I think that this year the foundry sector's overall prospects and its forecast on orders are, at least in my view, extremely good, based on the current situation. It's looking like a banner year for TSMC, as well as Taiwan chip players UMC, Vanguard International and Powerchip Semiconductor. The global chip shortage will keep Fabs busy in the orders coming and will deliver a boost across the semiconductor supply chain. A new transparent mask has been adopted by the National Theatre and Concert Hall to enable those with hearing impairments to lip-read their staff. The new masks from Taiwan Champ are cheap and comfortable, but still stylish enough for Taiwan's most prestigious performing arts venue. Manufacturers hope more people in the service industry will adopt the mask to increase Taiwan's inclusiveness during the epidemic. Every day, tour guides show hundreds of people the magnificent architecture and interiors of the National Theatre and Concert Hall. Masks are mandatory. Now, they're wearing carefully designed see-through masks so that people with hearing impairments who use lip reading can still benefit, thanks to a design from the National Mask Squad. For example, those with hearing impairments would be really inconvenienced by coming into the theater and everyone being in masks. When you enter the venues, we have ushers who will wear these masks for the duration. Here at the ticket office, this is where we open every day for eight hours. We will wear these masks here too. The National Theatre and Concert Hall is bringing in transparent masks for tour guides, ushers and ticket office staff to meet the needs of all visitors. And it's thanks to the hard work of the team at Taiwan Champ who created this inclusive see-through mask with the hearing impaired in mind. The first batch was donated to the national institution as well as charities such as the Speech-Language Hearing Association. When we first started designing this mask, we wanted it to be cheap, aesthetically pleasing and comfortable. If service industry personnel, perhaps makeup artists or drinks vendors, would be willing to wear the see-through mask, it would help the hard of hearing see more easily. Other Taiwanese mask makers have also produced see-through masks that keep aerosols from spreading. But this mask has done the impossible, perfecting a golden triangle of aesthetics, comfort and affordability. A team from Taiwan's China Medical University has discovered that tannic acid, which is found in fruits like grapes, bananas and persimmons, can inhibit the coronavirus. The findings have been published in the American Journal of Cancer Research. Let's hear from one of the researchers. We discovered that tannic acid can inhibit the coronavirus in two ways. One is it can prevent it from entering cells and inhibit its reproduction. It can also inhibit proteases in the human body. It's like killing two birds with one stone. Tannic acid can also be found in gaoliang liquor, red wine and tea leaves. More studies are needed to understand how much tannic acid must be consumed to produce an effect. As modern life slips further away from nature, it's easy to forget how much we rely on the earth. Kids can even grow up with a hazy picture of how food is grown. But it doesn't have to be that way. An agricultural education project in Yunlin gives families the chance to try out picking carrots in the local fields. 
Kitted up in gloves and sun hats, adults and children work together to pick carrots. It's a first for most and a great day out. I love it. We can taste the fun of the fields. It's great. It teaches the kids how carrots grow. After an afternoon pulling up the roots, you realize it's not as easy as it looks. Some carrots won't budge without a serious tug, while others stay snug in the ground as their leaves snap straight off. The earth has to be loosened up before they can be pulled. <laughs> Here in Yunning's Dongshi Township lies Taiwan's biggest carrot farm. The owners have brought in lots of multicolored varieties from Japan, including red, orange, white, and even purple—a thrill for children. At the end of December, Starlux Airlines Chairman Zhang Guowei donated 36,000 bottles of the airline carrot juice to Yunning Elementary Schools. The carrots came from Dongshi as part of this project organized by the county government to promote agricultural education. We want to let everyone in Taiwan know what great quality carrots we're growing here in Yunlin, and let them come to the fields to enjoy trying picking them and get a feel for where food really comes from. And after an honest day's work in the field, families sit down to enjoy the fruits of their labor. The Japanese town of Furano is famous for its dazzling flower field, featuring spectacular waves of lavender. This year, flower lovers can experience the beauty of Furano right in Taipei City. The city's Parks and Lights Office has recreated the floral sea of Furano at a park on the edge of Beito's downtown area. Formosa News reporter Stephanie Yang takes us there. The town of Furano in Hokkaido is a popular place for people to view blooming flower fields. Well, people who miss Japan don't have to travel far because the flower fields has been recreated in Beitou. Lavender, scarlet sage, silver ragwort, French marigolds, and other flowers adorn this mountain slope in Beitou. It's Taipei's own recreation of Japan's famous Furano flower fields. Can't wait to see it in full bloom because I see that the lavender is they're, they're still babies and、uh, it's fairly beautiful.、Um, It's. I think it's. I feel lucky that it's a replica of what is in the、um, in Japan. A nice change of pace from Taipei and the rest、Definitely. of the city. It reminds me of the flower fields in、um, between Hualien and Taichung. In 2019, the Taipei City Parks and Streets Lights Office turned this mountain slope near the Shoshan Fire Department into a beautiful park. It's called the Kipatao Sanchenshi Park. This year, it's offering a recreation of the Furano Fields with a twist of its own. Coming up next is tulip season. We're testing out tulips this year, and if it's successful, we will expand the tulip area. Besides tulips, we've incorporated a greater variety of flowers, and we're using a lot more flower pots this year. Since there are more flower varieties, there are more colors, and the field is even more layered and colorful. So you don't have to fly to Hokkaido to see Furano. You can see it in Taipei City. The city official says that peak bloom is expected to last till March 31st. Next time you're up at Beitou for the hot springs, why not stop by the Floral Sea? For Mosa News, Stephanie Yang, Wudong Mao, in Taipei. Taiwan's tea has long been renowned the world over, but not so many people are familiar with the country's indigenous wild mountain tea. Unlike many tea strains, the leaves grow on tall trees. It's hardy and needs no fertilizer or pesticides. Perhaps it's that tough resiliency that has allowed it to become a key product for Gaoshan's rural Liaogui district since Typhoon Morocot. Let's head to the mountains of the south to find out more. Taiwan wild mountain tea is an indigenous strain of tea. It mainly grows in Nantou, Jiayi, Gaoxiong, and Taidong on mountains 600 to 1600 meters above sea level. 
虫仔个较严重，这应该是天鹅，天鹅的幼虫，幼虫的只，对啊。The tea takes on a distinct flavor depending on which mountain it's grown on. Different strains, soils, and ecological factors will make each crop a unique delight. After Typhoon Morakat in 2009, it became a booming product as part of the regeneration of Gaoxiong's Liugui district. I came back to Taiwan in 1980. In 1989, I first got involved with mountain tea. When my son came back, he specialized in researching mountain tea. I realized that this plant has deep roots. It's a tree, not a shrub. It's hardy and resistant to diseases and pests. My father has been producing tea for 40 years, so when we run into problems, we talk to him, and straight away he gets it. He knows exactly what the problem is and how to fix it. Talking to my dad is the best way to get problems solved. Liu Wenhua has put his many decades of experience with tea into this wild plant. For three years, he carefully researched how to produce the crop until he was able to cleanse it of its tangy, bitter edge. The most important thing about mountain tea is its sweet fragrance. Its pectin contains a kind of polysaccharide. You can extract that through the curing process. Then the tea smells sweet, like sugarcane or honey. Taiwan wild mountain tea is gradually gaining recognition across the world, from Australia to Europe. And just like the enigmatic tea tree, the people of Liu Gui have a resilience that will see them bounce back again and again from the knocks of life.